0: Hello and welcome to episode number six of the podcast brought to you by us, the team behind the award-winning Jump Cut Online. My name is Nick and I'm joined by two very lovely and special gentlemen this evening. First of all, we have Chris. How are you doing this evening, Chris? Hello,
1: sir. I'm very well. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Very
0: excited. You're more than welcome. Anytime. Uh, Apart from when we're discussing uh, anything Ryan Gosling Page, you're banned then. Yeah, good. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, and joining me and Chris, supposed to be, or supposedly, was uh, Corey Hughes, um, who some of you will know from our site and uh, I'm from Twitter, uh, but he had the audacity to get treated to a surprise trip to London for his birthday, which was very rude and inconsiderate, um, and we hope you're having a wonderful time, Corey. Uh, so, after losing one Welsh wonder, I only made logical sense to replace him with another, and I am here to wish
2: Rhys a good evening. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm good to be here, good to be back on the podcast again.
0: I know, you've, you've been on the podcast as many times as I have yeah. at this point. Oh, veterans. I am. I know. <laughs> veterans on their second appearance, yes. Um, so we've got lots of stuff lined up uh, for you tonight. We're going to discuss uh, Le Mans 66 or Ford versus Ferrari, depending on where in the world you're from. Uh, we're going to talk about some news uh, that's been going on in, f- in, the, in the film world. Uh, we're going to have a bit of a chat about... Christian Bale and Matt Damon and uh, and their filmography and what we like and don't like about that. Uh, and yeah, and we might, if we've got time, me and uh, we will give you a little lowdown on, um, on Little Monsters, which is a film that came out in cinemas on Friday and was on Sky Cinema as well. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to do a tiny bit of admin, so forgive me. Um, as some of you may have seen, we've recently launched a Patreon channel where you guys can support us. Um, by donating small amounts of money each and every month. Uh, all the money that we raise will go directly to the writing team at Jump Cut. Um, they're all such a wonderful group of people who do it all out of the kindness of their own heart and don't ask for any money, but we'd like to be able to give them some, essentially, because they're very good at what they do. Uh, there's three tiers of donations, each with their own wonderful Ryan Gosling pun, which is very, very on brand uh, for us over at Jump Cut and JumpCast. Cast. Um, today we had our... F- I can hear the... Re- I can hear the resentment... In <coughs> coming from chris's airwaves um today we had our very first patron sign up to the highest tier which i believe is called only only god subscribes excellent pun <laughs> great name <laughs> I know. um and that entitles you to a shout out here on jumpcast each episode so uh, that was uh, hugh adamson who donated today the uh, ten dollar i should say not ten pound we're going international um and that was hugh so big thank you to hugh um Hugh is a filmmaker-producer based in Sheffield who's done some really great stuff. Um, he's part of the uh, LTBL Productions group, the Let There Be Light Productions, who are based in Sheffield. Uh, they're a really group, uh, great group of guys and girls, so check them out on Twitter if you want to. Uh, if you want to check out our Patreon page, you can find it at our website at jumpcutonline.co.uk. Uh, and there's all the information there about all the subscription tiers, as well as the lovely people I've already donated. Um, and if you're feeling generous, you know what to do. You can, you can join the list um so that's it for the admin thank you for seeing through that um but we're just trying to get people to sign up basically um so on to the news which is there's been well film twitter has been has been wild in the uh, in the last <coughs> in the last few days um there is only one place to begin with the news section this week uh, after weeks of petitions and public outcry from fans Viral hashtags, memes, angry letters and tweets sent to the studio to demand change. It looks like the people are finally getting what they wanted. They asked. No, they demanded something. And the studio looks set to give them what they want. I am, of course, talking about the news that caught film Twitter by storm. The public movement to end all public movements. The sonic redesign. Yes. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) So, what do we all think about? The, firstly, what do we all think about the Sonic redesign? Do we? Wait, well, it's an improvement, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah. If you're going to go from like a weird hedgehog hybrid man to a car- cartoony hedgehog, it was a good change. It
2: Looks really good. I just think, like, I, I do agree, it looks better, but I think it, it looks a bit too video gamey for me. What set against the
0: obviously the real world characters and exactly. stuff as well. It's a bizarre sort of,
2: a bizarre mix. Mm. I think if you compare it to, like, Detective Pikachu, for example, like, they did at least give Pikachu a kind of a, a more realistic look, didn't they? With, like, they the did, fur yeah, and yeah. stuff. And then I, re- I know that the first design of Sonic was not the best, I'm, I'm, gonna be honest. That...
0: I'm going to be honest about the first design of Sonic. It was nightmare fuel. A pu- pure, unfiltered nightmare fuel. It must have been the most sort of memed image that that when uh, oh I can't remember the the uh, actor's name, but when he breaks in, it, it's like a wooden cottage type thing, and Sonic's in there and they both scream at each other. That's still there. Oh, it's, it's it's the teeth. It's ingrained on my brain for
2: eternity. It was terrible. Um,
0: yeah, sorry, go on, Rhys.
2: No, I remember. I feel like I was a bit more disturbed by one of the first posters that came out, and it was. Him sat on the Golden Gate Bridge with his legs kind of like spread apart. Yes. Yeah. Trainers. And I was thinking, this <laughs> is weirdly sexual for a blue hedgehog. What do you
0: mean, weird? Oh, blue hedgehogs are, that's, that's, they're good. I like them. they <laughs>
2: jam. That's
0: all you could ever want in life. Yeah, I know. Um, but no, so obviously, this, uh, everybody, everybody, and I mean everybody, went mental when this was released. And rightly so, they absolutely to pieces but it did lead uh, to an interesting development where the director um uh, jeff fowler i believe is the right director is came out and said okay we get it we understand that we made a mistake and we're willing to make a change and they uh it was last week wasn't it the trailer came out uh, showing this new design uh, first, of all, well, two questions. One, what do you actually think of the film? Are you excited for the film? Uh, I personally think it looks like a bit of a hot mess still, but I'm not a eight-year-old child who the target market is, but um, so, yeah, so, so firstly, I'll go to you, Chris. What do you think of the film? Uh, are you excited for it?
1: I mean, like you said, the target audience, it's, it could be this year's, you know, Emoji movie, everything like that. It's not for a you know, growing up, well it sort of is. If you want to be, if you want to be, do that sort of thing. But it's for kids. It's for you know, fans of the genre. So they'll lap it up. Everyone loves Sonic, so they'll go and see it in some form. But you know, it it doesn't look amazing. It's yet another CGI human hybrid. I mean, the thing that I've seen come from this is a the fact that we have the power to now dictate what studios do, which is it's a bit scary. But I mean. That first Sonic went through God knows how many iterations, designs, and then we come along and say, "Shit, change it," and they go, "Okay," which is good, but it's how much power do we have? Well, sound very theoretical there. How much power do we have? You know,
0: how much power to the people? Yeah, that was going to be my second question. I'll I'll give that to you, Reese. What kind of precedent does this set for going forward for any kind of thing, uh, be it? be it something we we're going to discuss in a minute and uh, the release of a certain cut of a certain film hmm. or is it anything like i like within this instance a redesign of a character what kind of a precedent is it? is that a bad pre- is it a good or a bad thing or
2: is it a bit of both um i think it's ultimately it's i'm not sure if it's a bad thing yet i just think it does set a potentially dangerous precedent where like chris said it has now kind of set this thing in motion where as an audience we have the power to influence what a, f- a film should look like um and I think that, like, say, for example, like right now in this big age of Marvel films and DC films, every character is wearing a CGI suit. And if fans don't like what the suit looks like, they can change that in post again afterwards. When Why yeah. not just let the filmmaker do what they want to do?
0: Well, I'm going to be honest. Flipping DC should have come out and said, what do you think of this new Sp- uh, Superman's face? Do, you really, do we like that? Or should we, should we change that? Uh, no, I agree, though. It's uh, Like you said, I think it's a fine balance. Um, and I said at the minute I think we're on the right side of it but uh, as you said for the big blockbusters now are so dependent on the CGI and the special effects and like you said there's hardly, again it differs from production to production but there's hardly any practical stuff left in the big the huge blockbusters Um, so it it could going forward to an interesting precedent um, into how much power the people have um, but talking of people power, what do we make of the um, the events of the last sort of 24, 48 hours uh, where release, hashtag release the Snyder Cut took Twitter by storm. There were, there were over half a million tweets containing it over the space of a few hours on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it was, it was huge. And that mostly was exacerbated by... We had Gal Gadot, or Gal Gadot, however you want to say her name. We had Ben Affleck. We had Ray Fisher. We had Zack Snyder himself. We had multiple other behind-the-scenes cast members and crew and directors of photography and all sorts of people come out yesterday and Saturday and even today, Monday, when we're recording, demanding that Warner Brothers release the Snyder Cut. Firstly, again, first, there's a couple of questions on this. Firstly, do we want to see a Snyder Cut? No.
1: Chris. And- Chris no, 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 Rhys. Rhys, go for it. Yeah, go for it. I want to hear this. I want to hear
2: this. Um, so, where I stand is that, first off, the Justice League that we've seen is a total car crash of a film. It is I absolutely agree. horrendous. Um, I, th- I think there are some kind of like light touches in it that I quite enjoyed. Like There was a nice bit between Flash and Superman when Flash kind of pushed that family to safety in their car and then over... The way Superman was carrying an entire flat full of people—that was, was quite a nice moment. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but as a film itself, it was a complete mess, and it, was. it became a, just a, a CGI catastrophe, especially in that last act. Um, that and I'm,
0: horrible red glare. Oh, exactly.
2: Everywhere. Oh. And I'm just my concern with it is I don't know how much different the Snyder Cut is going to be, because I struggle to think. How much did he actually reshoot, you know? Uh
0: Joss Whedon we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Oh Weddon. Again, I have problems with pronunciation. Um <clears throat> uh it I think it depends on who you believe and what you read. There are people out there who say that Zack Snyder completed the shooting on his version of this of Justice League. Uh and it was in post-production when the unfortunate events which led to him stepping away from the project happened and that's when joss uh when Whedon stepped in um so if that is is the reality of the matter and the reality of the situation then it could be a completely different animal which but again and i know even if it's 80% the same, and there's 20% something different, I'm still, it's got to be better than what we got in the first place. Chris, as mm. uh, as a doubter, as somebody, as a naysayer, as someone who doesn't believe in the Snyder Cut, give mm. us your thoughts. i will
1: probably be careful here, because I might get trolled and lampooned by the billions of
0: <laughs> mental
1: fans right. out there.
0: People say this about the, the Snyder Cut fan base. I... <laughs> there, I, a, careful, with my, own, with my, with my own eyes, I haven't seen the vitriol that a lot of people talk about, and that might be because I'm following the wrong people and naive and don't delve into the dark web. But I've not seen it. But if I, I mean, too many people have said it to for it not to be existent So I'll, I'll take your word for it.
1: But right. It's good and bad, isn't it? I mean, look at that. Um, that Snyder cut. That other film that was pretty that split people in half. What was it called? Um... The uh the last Jedi that that shit you know, that's <laughs> that was the Snyder the podcast to <laughs> yeah, the podcast yeah, yeah you know that
0: get div- cut off Chris <laughs> <You're> fired young <laughs> one that
1: that divided that divided film fans you know back then Not or a bad other fans loved it the fans hated it so now with uh, the Snyder cut coming out well not coming out hopefully you know there's good fans there's bad fans as with everything but I ju- I don't I don't get why. The need for it is there. Is it because everyone knows it was a pile of shaz, and so everyone wants a second chance at this messiah-brought Snyder cut that probably doesn't even exist? It's just the fact that why did everyone, why is everyone like Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, you know, whatever they're called, cyborg and Flashman, whatever? Is it because they're out of work? They need the well, the, Gal. Gal but... Gadot's
0: clearly not... She's Warner Brothers' darling, at the minute. She's got yeah. another Wonder Woman film coming next year. Yeah. I think I think what people are... Again, I, this is partially my point of view, and I think this is generally accepted, is that we had uh, Man of Steel, and we had Batman vs Superman, and again, I know it divisively split opinion, but Zack Snyder's version of Justice League would have been the trilogy that completed that in, uh, reincarnation of... Uh, superman It would have completed his story because um, you were going to have there's we all know that it was gonna, there was going to be the black suit superman in the snider version of justice league there was going to have the rebirth uh, and all sorts of stuff and that just hasn't happened and it didn't happen the way that it was imagined originally allegedly again so was um, that was I, that film then
1: was all this black stuff suit and everything was I, that filmed or was that just what then, he wanted
0: is that uh Zach Snyder is very active on Vero which is a social media it's quite a small social media social media site jump cutter on there we've got a little blue tick so go with it. um no and it's it's yeah it's uh and he's very active on there and he he posts a lot of stuff and i i'm sure i've seen him he's posted actual footage of or a screenshot of uh Henry Cavill donning the black the black suit i think what you were saying about why Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot and stuff are all up in arms i think it's just the thing When you're in something like this which takes and we all sit on the outside and trash stuff because it's easy to but this is something that's taken years and years of people's lives to actually get to the final point of releasing it and Mm. i don't know i think i'd be the same if if there's something i bought into and wanted to do and then it ended up being something completely different i think i'd probably be the same yeah um yeah yeah. um but uh yes so final question on the snyder cut if it comes out, a will you go and see it, Reese?
2: Well, I I am curious about it, but I will say that I never watched the Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition because I heard that was better, but I never I didn't have the urge yeah. to watch or sit through lots of the garbage in that. And I'm not <laughs> even I don't even think it's that bad. There I think there are some great bits in Batman v Superman, but I it didn't want it didn't entice me enough to want to watch a longer version of it. So, yeah. I'm I would watch the Snyder Cup out of pure curiosity rather than anything else, rather than expectation. Yeah, Chris,
1: again similar. To that, you know, there's parts of the uh, Justice League version one that I enjoyed. I thought it was better than Batman v Superman. I'm not sold on the whole DC universe as yet, but it was it was fun in bits, I suppose. If the Snyder Cup comes out, like we said, curiosity. I'll watch it, you know, at home release. To see what the difference yeah. is, what the fuss is, but I can't say I'll be there first day and say, Oh, let me see the Snyder Cup because it makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. So, no, <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll, I'm, in the, I'm in the same but I'll 100% go and see it. I'm a, I'm more of a fan of Batman vs Superman than most people, I think. Uh, and I, I really, really didn't like um, of Justice League, the version that we got. Uh, I wonder if we'll get a David Ayre cut of Suicide Squad off the back of this as well. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Yeah. DC are going to release an alternative universe where it's just all the director's cuts that they <laughs> wanted.
1: It could do because you laugh at it. Happened, look at Sonic; that happens, and then the trend now for releasing uh, films again with five seconds more features, and you know, it's in. Who says in one two years you'll get another version of a film, this cut or that cut on never before seen cuts? It could start a snowball that could go out of hand and destroy us all if we're not careful so be
0: careful <laughs> the uh, the end of film twitter we oh, can only dream it will explode <laughs> yeah um, one thing uh, final thing I will say on the Snyder Cut is that it has made a hell of a rod for its own back if this gets released in whenever in the near future and it is not very good I uh, don't know oh, really what, do what
1: do you mean if
0: it's <laughs> oh, faith sorry keep on. the <laughs> faith Chris keep the faith I'll try uh, and that's uh, it for the news section This week, so we move on to our feature um, review of the week, which is uh, the review of James Mangold's new film, uh, Le Bon 66. That was my best French accent, Reese. Did you like it? It was pretty good, yeah. How long have we known each other, Ken? I ever break a promise to you? I will put you in the driver's seat at Le Mans just shut your mouth and let me do my thing. Fluent if we got this pressure on here, because Reese is, uh, is a French, a French professor. <laughs> uh, right, so uh, Le Mans bon 66, or, um, or Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, and here's a little, a little synopsis for you. American car designer, Carol Shelby, brackets, Matt Damon, and driver, Ken Miles, battle corporate interference. The laws of physics and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary race car for Ford and challenge Ferrari at the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 1966. It was directed by James Mangold, it was written by Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, and Jason Keller, and it stars Christian Bale, Matt Damon, John Burnthal, <clears throat> Catriona Balfe, Balfa, sorry, it's an Irish name, uh, so it's probably pronounced Jane Jones. <laughs> Smooth. josh lucas noah dupe and many many others we'll start simply to begin with uh reese i know your thoughts very very briefly on it. we had a quick chat before we uh, came online chris oh. give us just a general a general overview of what of, of, of your thoughts and feeling
1: uh yes well i in a nutshell i loved it uh i went so, yeah, I, I went in blind, you know, Ford v Ferrari, Le Mans 66, um, I knew it was a car-based film, you know, I'm no Sherlock Holmes, but I gathered that. I don't <laughs> I don't know much about Le Mans itself, uh, but again, Chris and Bale for me, very watchable, very likeable. Matt Damon, yeah, he's good, I'll take him. But it looked to be one of those post-summer films where all the, the hidden gems come out, I think, you know, pre-award season, post-blockbuster, yeah. but some really good ones come out there. So I thought, I'll give it a try, why not? Went in blind, came out wanting to drive around the car park, revving up to 7,000, you know, I was loving it. <laughs> it was really good. Really good.
2: I recommend it to everyone. Reece, Go on and see it. Reece, fire it over to you, same question. I think I echo what Chris was saying. Um, I thought it was generally brilliant. Um, it was one of the things I was not really expecting much. I heard it was good and a bit of a crowd pleaser, but I didn't think I would love it as much as I did. Um, I thought, the kind of the character dynamics between Bale and Dame were really, really good. I thought it was shot really, really nicely, especially the kind of the race sequences are really good. Yeah. Um, and I, re- I just really like the whole the idea of kind of a bit of a mini underdog story. I understand that it's about a big corporation being an underdog, but, you know, putting that aside, it is a story of you know a company trying to beat the best company in the world. And yeah. it was really, really entertaining. And I th- one of the best things I can say about it is, it is a very, very good crowd-pleasing October, about November now film. It is. I'll
0: I'll put out a full disclaimer at the front, at the beginning as well. I racing films, sport films in general, they really do nothing. For, I love I love sports. I've watched far too much sport in in um, in my life, but uh, sport films don't really do anything for me in racing films car films even less so uh so i went into it with like like both of you said sort of i'd heard good things i'd seen good reviews read good reviews and i thought well it's got some good talent attached attached to it you've got damon and um, christian bale and you've got james mangold as well obviously who, off the back of logan can do no wrong at the minute so i was i had i had high expectations to be honest and it somehow that still managed to, to blow them away i thought i thought it was stunning um i think i mulled it over i think it's probably my f- my film of the year so far um i've it is i've seen the lighthouse which i which doesn't get its uk release here until january so i'm classing that as a film for next year uh because if that was that would that would be um that would be this because when the lighthouse comes out go and see it in January um because it's brilliant but for me so far Le Mans 66 was the best film of the year so far for me and that and I can't believe I'm saying the words that I enjoyed a film about about a a 24-hour car race I can't believe I'm saying that because it's just not on paper it's not my jam whatsoever and I think that's testament to the writing was superbly sharp the dynamic between um between bale and damon's characters uh carol shelby and ken miles that was it was they, when they were on screen together they were just so enigmatic uh they had such good chemistry uh again the acting talents on display were superb like you said that the car racing um sequences they were enthralling exhilarating and it just completely just this it was this perfect storm of all the elements that go into making a film coming together to create this wonderful I, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely stunning. Um, I have one big question, off the back of it. John Burnthall, okay. Who did he hurt? What did he do to people in Hollywood or Hollywood as a collective that means he does not get more big acting roles? Because everything I see him in, he is absolutely great. He like in this he, again. He's only got a small side part, but like I was saying about enigmatic characters and just uh, screen presence, he's just got something. And I want to know what he's, what he's done wrong. Cause if you think what he's been in the last couple of years, he's been in baby driver where he was in the first five minutes and he said, uh, if I don't, if you don't see me again, I'm dead. Okay. That was that by, uh, he was in wind river when he was just in that flashback scene, uh, in the cat. Oh, that scene is the best. Again, that's what I'm talking about. That is the best scene in that film by, uh, Country Mario. that's a good film but that scene is an absolute blowaway uh, scene it's great and I just w- I just want to know who he annoyed what did he do wrong who was he pissed off in Hollywood that they're just like now nah. because he was supposed to be in first man as well and then they got sacked off on that and I just want more John Berthel in my life is that is that too much to ask
2: I don't think it is and I think maybe it's because he is so charismatic that he might just have so much power that he would take away from the film where it's like, oh, that film was good, but what about John Burnthal? And they just need the film to be like its own thing rather than the John Burnthal show, because he Matt. is, I agree, he's fantastic.
0: Matt David and Christian Bale were like, we'll only sign up if John Burnthal <laughs> gets as little screen time as
2: possible. Yeah, we can't be opposite him. He's too good looking. He's too talented.
0: He's great. Um, so that's my Hollywood. If you are listening, which I'm sure you are, cast John Bernthal in more things. Thank you. Um, isn't he going to be
1: doing more in the um, Marvel universe, was that just hearsay
0: again well I don't know, once once Netflix got, they all disappeared off Netflix because they've all gone to Disney Plus obviously, Disney sort your shit out, we're not getting things till March for goodness Uh, sake (laughs) Um, but yeah so correct me if I'm wrong but I think the Netflix uh, Marvel stuff, did that all get canned completely or is, is some of that coming back um, I don't
2: know exactly, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do try and work him into the new Marvel series on Disney Plus.
0: Yeah. I have heard that um Charlie Cox has been in is that his name? David? Yeah, the yeah. Actor? yeah. Yeah.
2: Um
0: I have heard that there's been well, he's always been rumoured to be wanting in on on the uh, on the uh on the MCU the, the film not just the T V series, the film stuff. Um so it'll be interesting to see if that happens. But uh yeah. More John Burnthal. That's that's what we've established from this so far. But we'll move on from Mr. Burnthal. Uh, and we'll go to we'll go excuse me, Chris. We'll I've none of that. I'm not going to that. <laughs> uh, we'll move to the other performances. Um, so we'll start with uh, Matt Damon, who plays Carol Shelby, who is uh, is a former racer himself. Uh he gets a medical condition which means he can't race himself anymore, so he lives vicariously through through Christian Bale, essentially. What do we think of Matt Damon? Um, it was interesting, because I said like Matt Damon is, is billed as the, as the lead character on all the posters. He's always first, um, and on IMDb it's the same, he's the first bill, but it's very much Christian Bale's film, yeah. I think. Um, but what do we think about Matt Damon's performance? Chris, go to you first.
1: Uh, it was all right, said I'm not a huge, oh, surprise, surprise, spoiler alert, I'm not a huge <laughs> Matt Damon fan i forget that i mean I've, I've seen a few things he's been in well, like marsh and private ryan uh team America he was in that or something not <laughs> i don't know I don't know um but yeah I'm nothing against the guy um i thought it was good you know as like, like i said he, he does play second fiddle to christian Bale quite a lot but and i was saying before thereesa um, he's 49 i thought he was younger than that so is he 49? 49 years old you know he's pushing 50 but for that respect, you know, he looks good. I'm not ageist, He looks good. He can act, as we all know. And I think for the character of you know, Carol Shelby, for the era, the environment, again, he sold it. He walked the walk. He taught the talk. And I think he played off perfectly against Bale's Ken Miles. So I think Matt Damon, you know, for what is worth, is another winner in this. Really.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. It's, it's interesting. A lot of the heavy lift, the emotional heavy lifting, is done obviously through Christian Bale's character, which we'll get to in a bit. Mm. Um, uh, but the scenes that, um, that he does, that Matt Damon does get, uh, particularly, uh, that scene when he has to go and, uh, he locks up the, uh, the Ford executive in his, in his office and then has to go on that, uh, goes on that wild car ride with, uh, Henry Ford the second. That scene, yeah. and then the fallout of that, and then the scene at the end where, <clears throat> this is a spoiler chat, by the way, okay. uh, where the scene at the end where he goes to, um, to see Ken's family again at the end, uh, after Ken's death and meets his son and then just waves to uh, waves to his wife across the road I thought he did the, the, the little the delicate stuff I think he did really well but then as we said earlier um, there's, there's stuff where he needs to be uh, needs to be at full throttle and full of energy the scenes when he has that fight that sort of play fight with Christian Bale on the front lawn and stuff like it's great fun I think he did it really well Reese, what do you think?
2: Yeah I agree I think he, he was uh, exactly what he needed for that film because he did play that kind of all-American man oh, yeah. role really well. <laughs> Complete with cowboy hat. Exactly, yeah. It <laughs> was not very subtle. Um, but what I, what I really liked was the way he was so... Like, the character, I mean, was so staunchly supportive of Ken. And he he yeah. kept you know, saying this thing where, if you want to win Le man, you've got to have Ken in, driving the car. Yeah. And he was constantly on his friend's side. He was constantly doing what he could for his friend. And he was just a, such a supportive friend. And he was always checking on him during the actual big race at the end of the film. I just yeah. thought he was great. I thought he really sold the friendship really well between those two. And he had to be yeah. kind of both his minder and his friend kind of big supporters of because obviously Ken was a, a bit of a loose cannon, a bit of a wild card. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, Damon did that really well. I think he, he shone.
1: I think Matt Damon shone in that one. Like the um, the man at the end, you know, Chris and Bale doing the drive in won that bit. Matt Damon in the pits, I thought he did really oh, yeah. good. The way he sort of cried himself, being a bit mischievous with the, the Ferrari team. Getting right up in Josh Lucas's face as the Leo Beebe, the exec of Ford, he had every sort of emotion in those twenty minutes in the pit lanes. If it, if it, is it the pit lanes in the mall? Is it pit I lanes? Think it's yeah, that. I don't know. Yeah. The, the car strip thingy. In there. <laughs> I thought that was really he really shone. You know, showed every sort of emotion, every sort of conviction he wanted to as Carol Shelby. I thought, yeah, he's nailed it. That's great.
0: Mm. Just off the back of what you just said there, Chris, you mentioned Josh Lucas's character. <clears throat> oh, what a rema- prank! Rema- <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, what an absolute creature, absolute creature. I've again, that's what again, that's testament to the writing and to the performances. But mm. he is so unlikable, mm. and he is so slimy and so oh, he made my screen crawl. Skin crawl. But I
1: bet it. I bet it's so accurate, though. I bet he nailed that sort of executive perfectly and it's just horrible thinking
0: well oh,
2: do you that, think he nailed that role or do you think it was a bit kind of like hammed up for the film like probably, they had to yeah. be a villain
0: yeah without knowing the story and yeah i was i was I'm having this conversation with my girlfriend as well after we went to go and see it and one of her complaints about the film was ken miles's character is obviously this british guy um and they very much played on the stereotype that he was this british chap It was go Golly, oh blimey, and bloody hell, and all that kind of stuff. When he was in the car, and he was, oh, give me a bloody cup of tea and stuff like that. But if that was what Ken Miles was like, and if that's what Josh Lucas's character was like, then fair enough. Without digging into the actual mystery of it, yeah. um, I don't know. But if, but as Chris said, I can completely believe that the, the corporate world is full of full of slimeballs like that. But no, again, testament to Josh Lucas. I thought he played the part uh, mm. extremely well. Although I will say. I feel like whenever I've seen him in a film, he plays kind of the same guy, like kind of like a slimy, not very likeable sort of villain. So Typecast. Josh, yeah, Josh Lucas, maybe you want to, you know, <laughs> try something different, otherwise you're going to get a bad name. Um, yeah. But yes, we'll go move on from, uh, from Josh to Christian Bale, who is he's a he's astounding it but christian bell's always good we know christian Bale, and i know the films he's in can be divisive look at vice last year oh, was it early this year or was it last year vice can't remember that that split i know reese you hated it it split people down the middle that did um but christian bell no matter no matter the production he's in he is always superb yeah um uh, reese do you just want to sort of expand on what you thought bell brought to the party and how yeah,
2: how great he is! Uh, yeah, so w- when when the film started for the first maybe ten minutes, I was not sure about Bale's accent because I know no, it was bizarre, wasn't it? It was. It was, it was. I know Ken Miles is. I think. I think he's from like the the Birmingham Midlands yeah, I area. Think, I think it's um, Sutton Coalfield, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, which is actually not far from where I, where I am right now. Yeah. Um, but I remember in the for the first ten fifteen minutes, I thought. This is a bit too cartoonish. He's a bit too Midlands. He's too British. He's too much of a cliche. But then, yeah, as you get to know yeah. him more, that becomes part of his character. That becomes yeah, who he is. He's a bit that's, of a cartoon, and that's he's... what made
0: him so endearing. To exactly. Yeah. Just, so he was. That's where a lot of his comedy moments came from as well. Yeah. Because let's not let's not lie. This was a I I struggle with comedy, and this was a really funny film mm. in, in moments. There's some of the both physical and sort of uh, verbal comedy that comes from Bale's character is great. He's really quick and really sharp. It's natural. Uh, yeah, it is natural. And then there's that, that sharpness is juxtaposed against this, like you said, this sort of clown sort of caricature British yeah. character. Um, it made for a really sort of strange combination just all embodied by this one character, but it really, really worked. Mm. I thought he was great. Chris, yeah. uh, Christian Bale. Echo what you said. Like,
1: um, the first few minutes of him, I thought, is this like a Dick Van Dyke, you know, cottony, <laughs> bore blimey, gaffner? But as you said, you get into it. He sells it. He makes you know the character his own, based on Ken. Well, inspired by Ken Miles. But like you said, going against what your girlfriend said, I I grew to love the little things like the, oh you bloody arsehole, golly, testing the kind of, <laughs> that real Brit. Uh, I can imagine people doing it in the car, saying, oh you arsehole, I do past. that all the time. It's, it's that thing, I'm going for a cup of tea. It is British, but if Ken wanted a cup of tea to make him feel at ease, that's what he did. And I think, as you say, Kristen Bale, is just, you nailed it. Again, so likeable and so watchable. I just, here's my cash. I'll go and see it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just, Bale, I don't know what it is about. I think if you look at his roles, we're sort of delving into the next conversation here, but we'll do it anyway. If you look at Christian Bale's roles, he is so diverse, um, mm-hmm. and and the film always pivots around him, even when he's in an ensemble. Uh, for if you think of something like uh, The Prestige or something like that.
1: Or vice. So yeah.
0: Or vice. Even though you've got you've got an ensemble of, of um, oh, what's that? Uh... What's that film called with Amy Adams and uh, Jennifer Lawrence and? Uh, American hustle yeah. yeah it's a it's a film with a, r- loads of names chucked in together but they always seem to pivot around Christian Bale and the, the film sort of flows through him it's That's really great. it's it's quite a um I just find him so so engaging to watch and like you said Reese when you've got a character like this who is literally turned up to 10 on every scale he's he's, he's ridiculous again like I don't know how how much of that is uh it's exacerbated for the purpose of entertainment and how much of that was actually what Ken was like. Um, I don't have to, do you know much about the story of, of Ken and yourselves? Have you... Has it, has it inspired you to go and dig in any deeper?
1: I know I did when I got home. I was on um, straight on Google. Cause I, didn't, I didn't know anything about... I, I thought Le Mans was obviously real, but I thought the characters, before I got into it, I thought they were made up, You know, inspired by events that may have happened. So I thought Shelby... I know that name not on it was shelby motors you know like they had. but then yeah. Ken miles the only well. thing on, sorry
0: the only thing i was thinking all the way through was thomas shelby as that because i knew the name shelby as well as i know the name shelby from yeah. somewhere and then i was like thomas shelby no 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 that's peaky blinders <laughs> <laughs> get you confused
1: peaky yeah. blinders the universe yeah <laughs> go on chris yeah no so i was saying i was i didn't know it was there were real people until the end and when obviously ken dies in that crash i was like okay, no it's horrible because I thought it would end with them walking out the pits, you know, the camera would pan up to the sky. Ken and uh, Carol remained friends for 50 years, brother, but then it carried on to that final, final scene when he crashes and dies. And then I thought, bloody hell. You know, so it's a real gut punch. And then straight home, Wikipedia, I want to know about him, know about these real people, this real event. So I was really sold, like I said.
0: It's yeah. a, um, there's, like you say, the gut punch is made. made. Ten times worse by the the um, the events of the film. If you, we go back to Josh Lucas's character um, and his uh, idea to have these three Ford cars cross the finish line at the time, mm. at the same time. But he knew that the other Ford started further back on the grid, so if they all went through at the same time, then they would have technically been the winner, and uh, Ken Mills would have finished in second.
1: I didn't get if that. Ken... Yeah, until the end, I didn't realize that. I felt... If.
0: Yeah. If Ken had one, would he have gone back to go and try and create the perfect car, or would he have hung up his driving gloves and his helmet? Mm-hmm. Is like is that a, is that an event that unfortunately led to Ken's Ken's death, which I just thought it was it was it was really really sad. Um,
2: yeah, I don't think it was that kind of led to his death. Anyway, I think it was just. He was the kind of guy that always did everything. That's like going to say hundred yeah. percent. You know, he never get left anything on the track. No. And it was one of those things but he was testing out these new cars, and it just a horrible accident happened. Um, yeah, and I just think uh, that, well, I th- what what did kind of what wasn't so clear to me in the film with that whole finishing at the same time sequence. Yes, like Ken Mars was laps ahead of everyone. He, he had to like <laughs> get lapped like three times over to for that to happen.
0: I don't know how Le Mans, does Le Mans or any endurance twenty four hours endurance race do they work in. How many laps you do in 24 hours, or is it the first to do an X number amount of laps? Okay, oh, great I mean, question. I actually I did not think about that. I, From my very limited knowledge, I think it's how many laps you do in 24 hours, because that's the whole point. It's a 24-hour race, and it's just whoever does the most laps in 24 hours. So yeah, like you said, Ken might have had to just chill on the on the back straight for about three hours, <laughs> wait for his teammates yeah, to yeah. catch up. Have a cup of tea. um yeah and i suppose what you were saying there is about him being one of these guys who just he just won't stop until he's got Mm. until he is stopped unfortunately like he was or he's happy with himself that he's reached perfection um did that that sort of creates a sort of tragicness about the character which i i about halfway through i was like he's gonna die in this film because uh, he had that near miss with the fire at the uh, the um at the airport whether yeah. tri- at the trial at the trial in. uh and then his son had that um conversation with one of the engineers about uh, fires and getting out of cars and stuff yeah. uh and then when they started the race at le mans and his door wouldn't close and yeah. then they hammered it hammered it in with a mallet i was like oh no like he's gonna get stuck in his car and he's going to set on fire, and he's not going to be able to get out. Yeah, that
1: um, classic Hollywood preempting what's going to happen, and you was. know it's going to happen, but it doesn't.
0: Yeah, it's I was expect, I was, I was expecting him to die in the in the race, and when it didn't, yeah. and it didn't happen, I was like, oh wow, great, amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then like you said, Chris, it's that the the scene afterwards is such a gut punch because it it doesn't do what you expect a film to do. Like you said, it doesn't build it up and have this slow motion sequence. Of, oh no, look, he's. He just puts his thumbs up to his son says, I'm going out for another lap. I'll see you when I get back. And he never comes back. It's just... I think, the... yeah,
1: when Matt Damon started to do a voiceover again, they did it at the beginning. You know, yes, I stopped, about the I stopped 7, eating, my, yeah, I stopped eating yeah. my popcorn. I was like, hang on. Why is he narrating? <laughs> why is he narrating I've heard this? this before. <laughs> and why is Ken Miles on the track? This isn't going to well. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. And he did. It was horrible. <sighs> horrible.
0: It was horrible. Uh, and like, I, I don't think I think it was it was I thought it handled it really well because it didn't glorify it at all like it, it didn't over dramatize it it didn't we didn't have the massive explosion and the and mm. the slow motion and the music and the and it didn't have like this tragic score sweeping across it it was just the sad reality of the nature of motorsport yeah, the, where
1: in a heartbeat you go out and,
0: yeah and that's it and it's done so I thought it handled that really well mm. um, so Christian going back to Christian Bale again um, award prospects do we think um do we think he's got a, got a shot the lead would you, would you, are we saying he'd go as a lead or support
2: i was just looking up there for your consideration thing i couldn't find anything um i would say i would say you probably go as a lead um, i would say so because he's, he's in the film so much and he like even when when he in the first instance when he doesn't get permission to go to La man the first time around you stay um, with him. Yeah, you stay with him the entire time. So I think that was a good indication that he is the lead of this film. And it's it's it's
0: his it's his life story that we get the that we get the the window into. It's yeah. his family. It's his kid. It's his wife. It's his house. But that, never see any of that from but, uh, from Cow Shelby. Would that work
1: if Matt Damon is billed as the lead? I don't know how the rules are if there's any rules. Would Matt Damon not be the lead if he is billed as the lead? Or could Christian Bale, you know, overtake him? See what they did. There? Overtake <laughs> him. Could he then be? a lead award nominee or the to set for second
0: best? I have no idea, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think they can... I'm sure there is some kind of... Um, sort of like they have to have so much screen time or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. To
1: Hollywood, qualify, but... Hollywood, if you're listening, let Jump Cut
2: No, Please, <laughs> directly. <laughs> let,
0: let us know immediately. At <laughs>
2: the Academy, please uh, let us know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so what do we think? I know the acting categories this year are looking pretty stacked already. We've mm. got... Um, yeah obviously uh, joaquin phoenix for joker and we've got parasite and we've got uh the lighthouse and stuff as well like that like it's looking pretty looking looking pretty packed already even if you go far enough back in the years like um town edgerton for for rocket man uh which is uh chris are your thoughts on that compared to uh rami malek for bohemian rhapsody
1: <laughs> sorry did um oscar winning bohemian four oscars uh, move on <laughs>
0: Move on, move on, moving move on. swiftly on. Yeah, um, yeah so do, you, do we think? Oh, don't start that. <laughs> it's <laughs> nearly nine o'clock. We're recording this. We're our names <laughs> up. It's my sounding bored, um, Yeah. <laughs> Christian Bale award prospects. So what do we think? Where does it sit? Do we think it's good? Do think he's good enough?
1: It's definitely good enough, I think. But I, just, I don't know if it'll be one that'll be pushed or we'll just settle for this was a critically, you know, and hopefully audience acclaimed film. Another peak in his career. That sometimes is enough. I can imagine Kristen Bale. That will be more than enough for him to have a film as successful as this that everyone likes. So I don't know if James Mangold will push or if he'll just be happy that it's been well received. I'm not sure, really.
2: I don't think, like, based on like all the kind of speeches I've seen of his, he's never been that bothered by awards. I don't think. Um, but then at the same time, I think I think he's great in this film, but I just think that the best actor category is going to be very, very busy this year. And I just think his might get lost. As good as his performance is, it might get lost amongst the more kind of obvious acting performances. Yeah.
0: So if we expand that, then if we look at James Mangold's direction and like we mentioned earlier, the writing is exquisite at points in the um, the relationship between, uh, between uh, Ken and um, Carol, as well as ken i think just ken's moments when he's with his when he's doing his um monologues about what it means to be a car racer and what it means to be a and what a car like the, like it's the same with it's the same as anything it's like a musician with their instrument it's an extension of them and that kind of stuff with ken and talking about cars and you've got to treat it treat her nicely and always like slapping the car on the on the steering wheel and say yeah good girl and stuff like that like the, the writing was excellent and i think the the direction was excellent and like we mentioned earlier the cinematography of particularly the racing scenes were superb as well especially in something like the 24-hour race where you've got to deal with nighttime scenes you've got to deal with the rain uh that it was still so clear what was going on all the yeah. time i thought it was superb
2: i listened to um mark kerman's review of it and he was saying that probably when they were filming the uh racing sequences they they actually had on the track but he was in the passenger seat with passenger seat. a stunt driver driving the car so that gave yeah. her a bit more realistic feel to it oh really wow. Yeah. that's great yeah and I also I, I also loved as well in the film you had those moments where the, kind of, the camera would focus on the gear shift and then the pedal hits go to the floor yeah, yeah. all those little touches added up to something just, just such an exciting scene
1: yeah too the, the sound as well just the oh. sound of those engines like I said the gear change Yeah. Oh, it was mm-hmm. like I'm not a motorhead but it was you know core it was exhilarating yeah yeah i said i wanted to go outside and start revving my ford up and just doing some donuts or something you know
2: (laughs) there was there was one bit in the film when i think i remember there was a point in the actual the main race when uh bale was really going up against his kind of ferrari counterpart and it was like it was a shot for about probably maybe 10 seconds but it felt ages where it was it kept cutting from bale to the Italian from Bill, back and forth, back and forth for ages, and then the whole time this, the engines are revving louder and louder. I was like, "This is gonna explode in a second. It yeah. was so good. I was,
0: I was terrified. That yeah. that scene was great, when that was gonna, that it was gonna happen to Ken because it was yeah. just because right. I did. I had, I had no idea about the story going in, and like that scene was great. When and then, when they're literally alongside each other, wing mirror to wing mirror, like yeah. put it's inching forward on each other, and then obviously the Ferraris, uh, was it the engine? Car or his brakes failed or something. Yeah, I mean, the engine blew, um, it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that just about, I think, probably wraps up the chat about Le Mans. Unless anybody's got anything burning that they want to get off their chest about it. Just I
1: one. Just... Th- oh, go on, oh, please. Go on, please. Please. Oh, it's got two things. Please oh, go, <laughs> go for it. I.
2: I would just like thanks, Chris. I would like to just um, just give a quick nod to um, Tracy Letts, who played Henry Ford II. Yes, he's sir. one of those people that you don't see him that much, but when he's in stuff, he he has a lot of like power in his roles, and he yeah. delivered so many lines of like venom in this film. It's so much like gravitas. I know that sounds really kind of like film bro-ish on me. It was just the it
0: was just the, the, the dead face he did absolutely no facial emotion yeah. whatsoever. But the the, the the like you said, the venom coming out of his mouth. Mm. It was he was he was he was, was excellent. I thought, was. As again the ensemble was brilliant. And if yeah. you even extend that to um the uh Ken Mel's wife and child, uh I yep. can't remember the actress's name at all. It's got it's, pretty, it's escaped me. It um Catrona yeah, oh, yeah. And and sure no and, and Noah, Noah Dupe as well. Um they were both great it's yeah. everybody involved they've really pulled their weight here because everybody everybody has their own little moment their mm. little moment to shine and they all i think they all took it with both hands and ran with it mm. um chris what was your last
1: no just thing? gonna go just back see. to for you know award season with bale the same is you know not is he worth it but is this role worth it let's not forget you know last year he was up for an oscar for best actor for for vice he was. but he was beaten by rami malek in boy Hume rhapsody
0: anyway so we asked just saying
1: just saying
0: yeah you know. thank you for that chris it's excellent right? imports as always it's all right <laughs> um, so as is customary now we reached out to the twitterverse to get some of your thoughts on it so i'm just going to reel some of those off mm-hmm. and then we'll delve into a chat a little bit about christian bale and matt damon and uh, just them generally as actors and how much we like or dislike them uh, so through the silver screen, wrote Matt Damon and Christian Bale are both exceptional in an enthralling story about two men in their search for greatness. Mangold's direction for those racing seats was just, and then there's a gif of Chef's Kiss, right, one of the Jonas Brothers. I don't know which one it is. Um, Christopher Galatska said I enjoyed it even better in IMAX. Josh Lucas's character is a bigger villain this year than Thanos, slimy prick. Right. Both Bale and Damon are fantastic. As are the supporting actors, the fight scene and the car scene with Henry Ford are second. For Henry Ford the second are two of this year's funniest scenes. Mm. Um, what else have we got here? Josh Barton said James Mangold delivers a fast and furious take on the battle between Ford and Ferrari with high octane racing action and two fine performances from Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Most importantly, never forget the men behind the machine to make us all really care about it. Mm. Yeah uh and finally we have john bridges um who says oh also no pretentious female uh, wait no, actually i'll start again that's uh, that is not the start of his review oh he's got a whole he's got a whole thread of it uh let me find it hang on where are we uh the penultimate film of my time at this year's festival uh was for le mans 66 it's a gripping and entertaining ride it ironically doesn't make take things as slow as it should sometimes but that doesn't hinder the fun or the heart it's safe but certainly a good time to no one gets a golden moment to shine but i wouldn't be surprised if this nails bale and damon's nominations i'm not sure i'm the its biggest fan or that it's doing much fresh but i sense it's going to have a good rewatch value thanks to those performances that chemistry alone uh off that chemistry alone Granted, my thoughts, the good and the bad may be sentimental. My father and I bonded a lot over Ron Howard film, Rush, and it was one of the Venn diagram of things that we enjoyed together. So when we see a film so similar to like this, it's hard not to think how it, he would have loved it. That's yeah. a wonderful testament from John there. Uh, I was about—I was just about to say, I have not seen Rush. Um, oh. But as, as I said before, this is not a genre that I've, I've, I've won't had any Sort of inclination to delve into, but off the back of Le Mans 66, maybe I will. Oh, one last thing before we move on to Christian Bale, Matt Damon Chat Le Mans 66 or Ford versus Ferrari? Which is the more fitting title? <laughs>
1: um, but they, they, both, they both sort of <laughs> sell the film. There's a Le Mans 66 and there's a Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> maybe you should do um, Ford versus Ferrari hyphen. Le Mans
2: 66. blend it up a bit, you know. Um, I like, I like Le Mans Sixty Six just because. You would, Reece. I would, because it's French. But I also like it because it does kind of like set the time period, and I just think that yeah, Ford versus Ferrari is a bit on the nose, and I get the film is very on the nose, but just I, th- mm.
0: I, put, I think is it was Le Mans Sixty Six is the European title, and Ford versus Ferrari is the American title. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I know it was definitely the UK title with Long Sixty six and then it says well Wikipedia, our lovely source, is it says UK and other territories.
0: Oh well a Ford versus Ferrari was definitely the American title yeah. and I assume they were going for a good old a good old portion of the American patriotism mm-hmm. with that. So you can root for the American underdog against the against the European That's true. terror. Yeah. Good point. Um yes. Uh, but that is our chat about the sixty six wrapped up. Finally before we move on, Reese, a star writing a star rating out of five for on 66
2: um, I would give it a very strong four and a half out of five. I thought it was really, really good, and I highly recommend it. Uh,
0: Chris, same question. I'm trying to get out of doing halves, because I
1: always use that as an escape route. Not saying, <laughs> not saying you are rich, but I always do half. So I think it was a four, but I think I went in blind. I came out and joined it more than I thought. Five star. If I can give Ant-Man the Wasp five star... I can give Le Mans 66 five star. So. Chris,
0: if you can give Ant-Man and the Wasp five star, literally 90% of films are five star.
1: <laughs> and The Last Jedi was a one star. So, moving on. <laughs> oh,
0: Moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, I would also give it five star. I, I don't... Like, if I like, Chris, if I was doing half stars, I'd have done four and a half, probably. But mm. I just think, because it took me so by surprise, because it is very much not what I would ever go and see myself. Um, yep. and it completely blew me away so he gets an extra half star for that so 5 stars out of 5 Le Mans 66 Ooh. from me moving on Christian Bale Chris, what is your all time favourite Christian Bale film we'll go with to start with
1: probably Batman Begins is that good? a bit of water there sorry <laughs> I think he's done so many but I think for me that one really not not just the Batman lore but Kristen Bale it just got my attention and I just yeah. thought ooh you know this guy he can he can act he can really sell a character and a whole universe but not be as you expect Bruce Wayne Batman to be like he said every film he's in there's a there's a glint in his eyes you know I'll go back to American Psycho as Patrick Bateman there's a uncertainty is a menace to him. Even as Ken Miles, you don't know what he's going to do next. It's that suspension in the way he acts that just makes you you know, sit on tenterhooks. What's he going to do next? How is he going to deliver this? So I think Batman Begins was the first one that really thought oh, I like this guy. He can do it.
0: Uh Reece, same question. What's your favourite we'll move on to performances afterwards, but what's your favourite film that Christian Bale stars in?
2: Um, I wrote a few down. Um, I think I want to just before before I get to my main favourite film is I want to shout out *Rain of Fire*, which I was about to do the same. Oh, which is uh, very <laughs> underrated, and I was talking about it over the weekend. And it's one of those things where I just want dragons in more things, yeah. um, and it just uh, kind of speaks to the fantasy nut in Even
0: the even the John Lewis Christmas advert. <laughs>
2: oh, I mean, that's not awful. I've seen worse adverts, but that's I've that's, also a seen adverts. that's a tangent. That's a tangent. But no, my favourite Bale film is absolutely The Prestige, which is also one of my favourite films of all time. Mm. I just think um, his performance in that film, I don't want to spoil it because it's from the, if you haven't seen, you should definitely watch it. But he plays a character that is really, really interesting. Very, very a kind of, a bit kind of modern in terms of the fact that it's set in 1800s London. Um, yeah. But he has a, his own unique character and he plays really well opposite Hugh Jackman. Um and this, their, their whole rivalry is just brilliant. And I think that is one of the best written, scored, cinematographed, if that's a word, <laughs> films <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> so, yeah, The Prestige is my pick.
0: Uh, I would agree on both counts. Um, I, do... I am tempted to say The Dark Knight, obviously, because The Dark Knight is stunning, and I know it's an obvious answer. Um, but the dark Knight is a a great film but if we look if you like say if you're looking for something a bit sort of it's not it's not necessarily left field i mean it's christopher nolan and it's not but it's not it's not a sort of stereotypical blockbuster um and it, it like you said it is it's a truly truly stunning film um two performances i'll kick us off on performances that i love from christian bale uh obviously patrick bateman in american psycho so good. Uh, I saw that film for the first time at university. We did it as part of my English uh, course. Uh, and the one of the film modules. And it was oh, it was great. Um, and another one I love. Just in terms of pure commitment to the role has got to be the machinist. Um, the weight loss that he undertook. And uh, Christian Bale is renowned for gaining and putting on weight and etc. Etc. Uh, to that extent, was it was vice? Was that pure? Was that pure bail, or did he have a fat
2: suit on as well? He he did definitely fat up for it. but I, do, I think it was kind of like, it was amplified with yeah, a suit on. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is that the I don't know if that's the. I always just called them fat suits. I don't know if that's the <laughs> official title. <laughs> They've probably got some fancy name. Um, but yeah, on the opposite opposite end of the spectrum, you. I don't know if you've seen the machinist. Um, I've not seen it myself. But he, no. He's he must be what all of. Eight stone, seven stone. He is disgusting. It in, is horrible yeah. that. Um, and it's a film about. Uh, it's a film about an industrial. Is he? he works in like a is it like a metal works. He works yeah, like in? A, just a factory, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um who, and he's a, he's a he's got an insomnia and he hasn't. I think it's he hasn't slept for a year or something stupid. Yeah. Um, and then then he starts to lose his mind and it all goes a bit weird and he thinks I can't remember. He thinks that the, uh, the CIA or something are onto him. But his just in terms of pure pure commitment to a film and a role, I think that has to be uh, in discussion. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember too much about the. Film. I remember liking it, but I've only seen it once, and that was a few years ago. So it probably is something I'll go and revisit again. Um, but yeah, just in terms of pure commitment to a role, the Machinist. So go and check that. And that's quite a. It's quite a. Like Chris said, not many. Not everybody's seen it. It's quite an unheard of one. So if you haven't, go and check it out. Um, Chris's favourite performance from Mr. Bale?
1: Hmm. I can feel that he, Christian Bale sees him come on now. Just had a look before Wikipedia, all these films he's been in that I've not seen. You know, I just want to go and discover him really, see what he does. Like you said, he transforms per role, per film almost. You know, um, Turn Into Salvation, that was pretty good. I thought he was doing <laughs> that.
0: You know, you did the job in that um... Conf- confession time. As uh, people who oh, outside outside of Jump Cut may not Jump Cut may not be aware, there's a run- there's a running joke inside Jump Cut online that I have not seen any films ever, <laughs> and I decided to co-found a film website. Um, the Terminator series is one of said films I've not seen any of them. Not right. a single one.
1: Right. Not a
0: single one. I'm out. I think I've seen I think I've seen a bit of the first one
1: a bit of the first
0: I'm, one. Jeez. I've not seen any of them beginning to end. I wow. know for a fact.
1: Okay, moving on.
0: I've seen I've <laughs> seen more about Terminator on The Making of Jurassic Park. There was a the behind the scenes stuff there they were doing they I think they used the same special effects studio as the one of the Terminator films and I've seen more Terminator Terminator footage on the specials on the extras section of the Jurassic Park DVD than I have the actual film. You'd that have is. to
1: watch it then. You've seen it all then. <laughs> I have. <know>, do <laughs> so, right. need
0: so, yeah, are you, are, you, are you genuinely going for Terminator Salvation? No,
1: no, no, let's not be silly, no. I think, again, it is, uh, it's so hard. I mean, I, one of his underrated films, I think, Three Tints to Yuma. Mm. With, um, with so,
0: Russell Crowe.
1: That's right, yeah, another, this is actually James Mangold. He did that with him, so.
0: Is it? Yeah,
1: 2007. I did
0: not
1: know that. Again, that's very underrated. Uh, might have blown up, it's like one of those, it's a remake, it's a western he has to escort convict um, what's his name what's that bloke's name, Russell Crowe that's it, <laughs> mm, yeah. asked Russell Crowe across sort of you know, dangerous territory to get a bounty but again he does a western, I love him that's really good but that and Batman Begins for me, again it's not yep. just the film it's the role, he sells it I love it
0: uh, I've, I've, lo- I've lost track Reese, have you said you, what your favourite performance is yet? Um,
2: no, i um... Oh, go, go ahead, by all means. <laughs> um, so I do. I like I said. I love him in the Prestige. I think he's great in the Prestige. Um, but in terms of uh, performance, it's probably American Psycho for me. I think yeah. that there are so many scenes in that that I just have ingrained in my brain, such <laughs> as the big Huey Lewis and the new scene and yeah all the stuff about his his uh, business cards. And I just think that that performance is so evil. And yeah, it's one of those things that he's never been like that in any other film, apart from American Psycho. And yeah, having read the book, which the book I think is absolute garbage. Um, it's very different. I've heard. I haven't read it myself. I, I remember getting really annoyed at these really extensive scenes of materialism in the book, where they would there would yeah. be like full on chapters of just listing products. Oh. And like this isn't doing anything. Move the story along. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> um. But no, he's he's never been like that in any of the film. Um, I just think he's he exudes such a scary power about him in that film that he's brilliant and he's yeah that's my favorite of his. He should do more villainous roles, shouldn't he? Yeah, thinking about it.
1: I will say on that note, have you seen Shaft the uh, the two thousand one? Not the. I haven't. No. <laughs> no. is it that made, that did that the same year as America's Psycho? He plays um, the bad guy in that against Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. And his, his bad guy character, not bad guy, the villain, is a, a real white boy racist, which obviously, as you know, <laughs> won't right. go down well. No. Uh, and that, a real nasty, slimy, horrible piece of work. And one of those films I saw that, you know, he really, like, oh, you nasty bastard. But <laughs> a really good role, similar to the Bateman one. So if you've not seen Shaft for him, you'll like that as well.
0: Two of the films of his I want to see, which I haven't, des- which I desperately want to, is. Um out of the furnace the is that scott cooper did that one i yeah. think which came out a few years ago that's supposed to be really good um and uh, little, uh empire of the sun obviously with um with the uh is it spielberg isn't it I I, my mind. yeah, yeah it's
2: spielberg film i've seen that uh, i saw it on um our lovely fiona's recommendation i was gonna say i think it's one
0: of fiona's favorite films it is, i
2: think yeah. it is her favorite film and i watched that as part of our big um may jump cut movie marathon for charity and um yeah. I don't think that was the best environment to watch that film. On <laughs> very very sandwiched in between two of the films, <laughs> like twenty hours in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I was I didn't much care for the film itself, but I did think that as a he was, I think only about. I don't want to guess. Or I think roughly maybe ten, twelve, thirteen years old, something like that. He's great in that film. He's really good in that film as a kid. So, I can recommend that as a good performance of his as well.
1: Is that his first role? Was that
2: his first film? Yeah, was, that's yeah. his first like starring role. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um,
0: so yes, we'll move it swiftly on, and we won't spend as long on Matt Damon because he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> what <our>, uh, <laughs> I love I love Matt Damon. What are your favorite? Uh, do it, do it, bang bang, all in one. Favorite film, favorite performance, Chris. Go. Oh shit. Um, uh, Chris, <laughs> Matt Damon. Go to uh, first, th- yeah, go to Reese
1: oh. first. I'll have a think.
0: Reese. <laughs> 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 favorite film, and favorite performance. From
2: so he's he's had a weird career in the sense that he pops up in lots of different things, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like I think my favorite film of his that is actually a Matt Damon film would probably be The Martian. I think The Martian's oh, yeah. brilliant, um, and I think it's one of those things that it combines. I love sci-fi like as much as anyone, um, but it also is a very kind of like humanist. You know, everyone working together to save the save this one guy stuck on a, on another planet, and it's just it's a really fun creative. Film that deserved all the praise it got, so that's probably my favorite film of his. But my favorite performance yes. is probably, I think, Invictus, weirdly. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I,
0: haven't, I haven't seen that. That's really?
2: another Sh- Shock you all, I have not seen that. <laughs> 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 um, like he's obviously he had to come, he had to fight against the pretty dodgy can accent. Um, but in that film, I think that's a really fascinating story, and he does carry that role really, really well. Um, like opposite, you know, Morgan Freeman, who is just an absolute genius of a human being anyway. Yeah. So I think he does really well and that, so I think that's probably my favourite performance of his. Chris, you ready? Or do you want me
0: to
1: yeah, go? no, it's fine. I think I've thought of them now. Go on then. Uh, I think my favourite film uh, probably Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've done that, you know, Good choice, love, solid choice. We all love that sort of film. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in that era when he was just blossoming after Good Will Hunting and doing stuff, my favourite film of his, I think, Pretty
0: simple, entertaining, Ocean's
1: Eleven. Yeah.
0: Okay. Fun. Yeah. Can I shock you? Uh, go on. <laughs> I've not seen any of the Ocean films. Oh, oh really? God. Oh, God. Not even Ocean's 8, the new one. Not even Ocean's 8, the new one. Wow, oh, man, I'm really shocked at that revelation. It's Chris, why? Yeah, yeah, I can sense the sarcasm. Um, Mine is a, f- mine is a, 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 a four-way split, I think. I really can't decide. Saving Private Ryan is one of my favourite films of all time. It's, You've seen that one. I just I have seen that one. Yeah. I've seen that one multiple times. But maybe that's what that's where I'm going wrong. I should stop watching Saving Private Ryan on repeat and watch some new things. <laughs> um I'd love Goodwill Hunting. I think the writing in that is just exquisite, and Robin Williams is just oh, he's mm. stunning in that. Uh I really like um where is it? I've lost it completely. Oh, The Departed. Oh, Departed's a great rich. film. Yeah. And the little cameo he has in Interstellar, which we all forget about. I love Interstellar as well. Um, but my favourite performance is um, is as Donny in Eurotrip when he sings Sky. What uh, uh, Scot- is it? Sky doesn't know. Scotty that's, doesn't know. <laughs> that is that's peak Damon. Absolute peak. Uh, so that uh, wraps up our discussion about Matt Damon and Christian Bale, and that just about wraps up our episode, episode Aww. six of Drumcast. Wow! Uh, so back. thank you guys. It's I know it's been a pleasure. Um, Reese, would if you got anything you would like to plug, anything you'd like to um, shout out?
2: Um, shout, anyone you'd want to shout out? <laughs> um, well, you shout can follow me. Can oh sorry, about you can um, you can follow me on Twitter. At Rubberger, which is very hard to spell. Um, but if you can find me, congratulations. Um, and then recently I did write a review of Midway for Jump Cut Online. Um, which, if I'm being honest, I'm rather proud of it. It's got some, I think, some really quite good paragraphs in it, if I say so myself. You, did, yeah, you didn't like that film, it did you? I, I didn't like it, but I think I, <laughs> I wrote about it quite well oh, you did uh, I, it's, it's an ex-
0: it's an it's an excellent review <laughs> thank if you yourself. find it on jump jump cut online chris anything you'd like to shout at yourself where can we find you on twitter you know that. yeah i'm pretty boring really i mean shout right out. okay chris oh. b- before you start oh, yeah. you can't you're not allowed to talk about behind rap Steve, for the next 15 <laughs> seconds yeah. you're not allowed to talk about how much you hate last jedi or ryan gosling for the next 15 seconds go <sighs> uh i'm
1: chris Gellner, yeah <laughs> No, I am on. Uh, I am on the wonderful Twitterverse, uh, Gal Nerd. Follow me. I'm part of the Jump Cut crew. Shout out to them, homeboys and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just do what you want to do. Love each other. Have fun. And uh, yeah, go see Bo Rap, Thank you.
0: <laughs> so close. I couldn't help so it. I'm close. sorry. Uh, yeah. So you can find. You can find uh, Jumpcast on, uh, Jump Cast on Jump. Cast underscore on Twitter. Uh, my under uh, my Twitter handle is Nick underscore underscore Deal. Um, you can find uh, Jumpcast on Twitter. You can find Jumpcut Online on Twitter. You can find uh, our website uk where there's a link to all the Patreon stuff that I mentioned earlier. Uh, in episode seven next week, we are going across the pond again. I believe to join Audrey and her and her team there, and they are going to be reviewing a Knives Out. Ooh. Which should be very exciting. I've got a uh, advanced screening of that next week. I'm seeing that Monday. next week too. I'm um, not, so I... I'm very excited for that. Yeah, so
1: thanks.
0: <laughs> we know why you're not seeing it, Chris.
1: <laughs> James Bond and the Last Jedi
0: director. <laughs> what to do? <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's it from us. Thank you, Rhys. Thank you, Chris. Hi, uh, and that has been us. I hope you have a wonderful week and enjoy whatever you watch for over the next few days. And we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.
1: See ya. Cheers.